Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, hello, chickens. Um, Beanbag sessions again. Uh, Back in my hood. Um, I'm trying to (laughs) deal with this long COVID by... Podcasting from a reclined position. I don't know that it's working. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks everyone for your uh, messages about Amy's choice um, and many other things uh, this week. It's been uh, quite heartening. And thank you for Squally for the <laughs> long COVID sucks message on the Patreon page. Um, I appreciate it. It's it's, it's very annoying. Uh, if you want to join in uh, with Squally and uh, our many other Patreon friends, oh, I need to say thank you to Matt from Patreon who sent me the most gorgeous pins. Um, yes, his legs. Uh, no, he sent me <laughs> like these gorgeous little enamel pins. One is the a pin of the owl that um, Sarah Jane has when she leaves the TARDIS. Heartbreaking. And the other is a pink TARDIS, um, you know, the, from the Happiness Patrol, which I kind of want to watch now that I've said that out loud. Um, if you haven't seen it, they paint the TARDIS pink. And I remember at the time, because I was like a teenager, I was alive, um, there were news reports that the TARDIS was going to be permanently pink. And it's like, what? What? <laughs> Just, you know, outrageous. You know how we, we get crazy reports about things that are going to happen in Doctor Who now. And we're like, oh, yeah, sure. That's exactly what's happening because it says so in the Daily Mirror. Um, and they never really turn out to be true. Uh, anyway, it's a pink TARDIS. And it's perfect because I wear so much blue. Um, like I wear nothing but blue because it matches my eyes. It brings out the blue in my eyes, stars. Um, so it like a, a TARDIS pin just kind of goes missing in my couture. Uh, so I stabbed through my Donna Karen jacket the other day with the pink pin and wore it out to the. I went to. <laughs> 
a preview of a movie last Monday. Matt will know this because he asked me if, um, if I'd worn the pins and I was like, oh, I'm wearing it to this movie premiere. Um which is not till next Monday. Uh, so I went a week early to the cinema. Yeah, clever. Um, anyway, uh, thank you for your messages. Thank you for my pins, Matthew. Um, uh, so your reactions to Amy's choice um, have been many and varied. Uh, nameless. Uh, that's what they're called on Twitter. Like that. <laughs> said um, that this episode just adds to my love of Rory. Rory is adorable because he's so kind of, you know, second fiddle to everyone. He's always playing lower status and I kind of enjoy it, which means the odd moment where he gets to be, you know, big and tough and scary is, you know, those moments carry even more weight. Like, you know, like the one where he's, you know, in his Roman centurion outfit and blowing up all the the Cybermen. (laughs) Well, not that he was doing it. I guess the Doctor was doing that in the background. Um, Hayley says, the horror of Rory's ponytail will never go away. Oh, yeah, apparently, like, Stephen Moffat just saw that in the script and was like, "Um, okay, that's, uh, I don't know how we're going to do that, but that's happening, obviously. Um, and apparently, uh, it, it, there was a bit of controversy with this episode. So, Simon Nye, who wrote it, the creator of Men Behaving Badly, um, and, you know, comedy writer of some note at the same time that uh, Stephen Moffat was doing coupling and that kind of thing, um, he, he just said he found old people terrifying. And that was a, the, the basis for the story. Old people are terrifying. There you go. <laughs> Here's some scary old people. And there had to be, um, yeah, they had to really make them <laughs> kind of grotesque because apparently they were worried that little kids would be afraid of the, their grandparents so it turned into a thing. Um, uh, Kimbo says, such a good dig into the subconscious episode, plus another great guest star. Uh, hashtag will rewatch. And then after she's rewatched, she's got thoughts. Exclamation mark. One, Rory's hair. <laughs> it makes me laugh in every scene. And it is so daggy because it's like, you know, a ponytail that has like a fringe at the front and then you go, oh, so the, the whole hair isn't that long. It's just like there's a bit at the back. Yeah, it was It's it was not okay. Um, although, given that it was set in the future, like it was set five years in the future, maybe they were predicting all this long hair that we've got now. Um, not that I've had long hair. I had long hair when I was like 19. Um, and then it started to fall out. And I was like, well, I better get on top of this quickly. Uh, number two, says Kimbo, there's something not quite right. Let's go and poke it with a stick. <laughs> Eleven has such great lines. Oh, yeah. There's a great interview interview with Matt Smith actually in um, Rolling Stone UK this week where, uh, yeah, he just seems like a lovely, lovely bloke. Um, but yeah, he's such, his performance is so great. Like, especially when he was so young. Like, he was, like, the, he's the youngest Doctor ever. Like, what is he, 26 or something when he was cast? Um, number three, Chubbs, laughing face. Oh, Kimbo, no, that's not funny. <laughs> like, it's funny in that context because Amy gets so angry, but I just felt... You know, that kind of implication that it's okay to make fun of um, fat people because she's pregnant and therefore not actually fat. It was a weird... I'm, I'm not okay. Um, 
And number four from Kimbo, the dream lord, the voice of every dark thought that comes to you in the middle of the night. <laughs> Frightened face emoji. Um, yeah, like it's it's kind of weird because, you know, because it's Doctor Who and the TARDIS has the telepathic circuits, there is that, that, that license to do kind of crazy telepathy stuff. Um, so, yeah, I uh, – it's – I, I kind of really I, I do love the the weird subconscious of it and yeah is is the dream lord someone that could be coming back is you know is that or is it just you know a one-off because it's weird like you know it seemed like such a monumental character and then we never saw him again and it's just because it was the doctor the whole time um but yeah that's interesting uh mark in response to kimbo said such a good episode uh hand of fear um the Hand of Fear is on Twitter. The, you know, <laughs> Ultrad must live. Um, says, love this one. Uh, Jordan says, not the first episode I'd click on to watch again, but I think the Dream Lord would have been a good recurring bad guy. Being part of the Doctor's dark side manifested could be an interesting idea to explore again. Who knows? Um, and Jordan has also pasted below this comment a GIF of the curator, as in Tom Baker, saying who knows and tapping his nose. Oh, my God, it's my favourite scene. I still get goosebumps when I watch it. Um, yeah, I kind of... Uh, I, I, I do think the the Dream Lord would have been a great recurring character, but I guess it's that, that danger you fall into. If you keep bringing someone like that back, then you kind of have to explain how they fit in, how they have such agency, because... You know, we worked out that the Dream Lord only had power in the dreams. Um, and because it was the Doctor's subconscious, it's like, oh, well, I have no power over you when you wake up in the TARDIS. Um, but, yeah, it, and and also I love the kind of parallel with the Valyard. Um, Kim sent me an email during the week asking about the Valyard because... Uh, it was very confusing, and I had to admit that I still don't fully understand it. And we watched those episodes <laughs> on this podcast. Like, I watched the whole of The Trial of a Time Lord, um, and I still don't quite understand how the Valiard works. Like, he's, an, he's a shadow or an echo of the Doctor's bad side from between his 13th and final regeneration or something to that effect. Um but now that we've found out the Doctor is the timeless child, then, you know, who knows where they've pulled the value out from. I mean, I'm guessing, okay, theory time. Oh, my God, I'm having a theory. I so rarely have theories in this podcast. Um, my theory is that, you know, all of the Time Lords exist as like a brain print kind of thing in the Matrix. Like, you can go into the Matrix and there's the whole of Time Lord history, uh, which, you know, the Doctor spent a lot of time in there talking to her fugitive Doctor self um, in that Timeless Children episode. Uh, so, maybe they've they've manifested the Valyard based on just, you know, random dark parts of the Doctor and they've gone, oh, yeah, that, that looks like it's from down at the end of the Doctor's life cycle as far as the Matrix understands it kind of thing. So it's it's a projection as opposed to an actual person that they've dragged back 
from, you know, the future. Um, but also, you know, my other theory that every time the Doctor does something, it changes all of the futures. So the Time Lords, thinking they're on top of things, are not on top of things, which is why they've had to create the Division, because the Doctor keeps creating bizarre branching universes. Anyway, I'm going to hurt Paul's head by talking about multiversal theory. <laughs> all right, we've got more of your reactions to Amy's choice in the next episode. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.